Hi friend, it's 2020. And let's be real, if you're anything like me, your life probably feels busy, crazy, and sometimes overwhelming. But even in the midst of the day-to-day, and no matter what life stage you're currently in, do you find yourself constantly longing for something deeper, something real? Maybe like me, you wonder about things like restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. And truth, I am on an imperfect journey of pursuing Jesus Christ and what it looks like to find those things in a relationship with Him. It's a journey I committed to years ago when I dedicated my life to following Christ, and it's a journey I invite friends to explore with me, even if, and honestly especially if, you're not sure what path you're on. So for those who are skeptical, curious, or just need some encouragement in the midst of living, well, this podcast is for you. Come along with me as we journey together towards finding something real. Welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast. This is your host, Janelle Wood, and I'm excited you're listening today. We are talking about clarity in 2020, and this month we're talking about confidence. If you are curious about the current series and like to know more, you can always check out season two episodes or visit my website at JanelleWood.com where you can sign up to receive the Clarity 2020 Power Sheet and the monthly reflective questions that go along with this series. Clarity is all about distinguishing what is genuine from what is counterfeit. It's about finding something real. For 2020, I wanted to talk about finding something real when it comes to specific issues that I sometimes struggle with, thinking maybe they're issues that resonate with you too. So March is all about living confidently. Because how do you find confidence when you struggle with insecurity or self-doubt? It's hard. And if you're anything like me, you might struggle with this, especially when you're prone to comparison or frustrations going through everyday life. And so today, back on the podcast, is a very special friend from Chicago. She has a passion for ministering to women and coaching them towards physical, spiritual, and emotional health. In addition to her health coaching, she is also launching into a new season She is a fitness instructor. She's getting a business going. She's constantly challenging me personally with truth. And I was so excited to speak with her the last couple times that I asked her to come back on. So I'm excited to welcome my friend, Melanie Castaneda. Melanie, thank you for coming back on the Finding Something Real podcast. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. So tell me the truth. When have you struggled with insecurity? My entire life. Um, I would say that I haven't been more aware of my insecurities until um, over the last like handful of years. I think for a really long time, my confidence was in myself and it wasn't until God really humbled me uh, in different areas of my life that I realized like, oh, I'm not as cool and awesome as I thought I was, but that's okay. Well, you are cool and awesome, but dish it. What? <laughs> What are you talking about? You're so good at all these words, and I love listening to you. Um, but what what do you mean? Like, I I look at you, and obviously we've been friends for a while. I know a lot about you, and I love you very much for who you are. Um, but from the outside, right, you look like you have it all together. It's uh, you do. She's giving me dirty looks, but it's true. And um, and I think that people. In fact, we were just talking about this. Sometimes we judge people by the outside appearance. And 
it's not, <laughs> it's not right, but that's what we do in this world. And so people who may feel like, well, I struggle with this and there's no way this person could struggle with that. They have a hard time believing um, other people that they put on these weird pedestals or in these weird boxes actually struggle with insecurity or confidence. And I'd love to hear specifically some things that you've struggled with um, and, and how you get, you get through that. Yeah, so I would say that a few different areas where I have felt insecure was there was a season where I had really, really bad cystic acne. And it was, oh man, it was like, woof. It was a test, let me tell you. Um, as someone who is in the health field, um, I um, ate healthy. I, I did the quote unquote right things. And for some reason, I just could not figure out what was going on with my breakouts. And um, I, at some point, I'm going to post a picture and do a, some sort of like video on this so that you all can see that I'm not lying. <laughs> because it was to the point where I really didn't want to take pictures. Um, I remember there was one day where uh, my husband and I were going to um, the movies together and we were going on a date we hadn't done in a while. And I was in the front seat of the car driving with him and I looked in the mirror, the side mirror, and I just completely broke down. Um, we had to turn around. I had to go home. And I was just so distraught about the way that I looked. I, I kept on telling my husband, like, I feel like people don't look at me in the eyes anymore because they just look at what's on my face. I feel like people don't really see me. Um, because of what is on my face and it really like I became so sad again I never I didn't take pictures if I did take pictures I was using those little blurry things to like blur out like the the bumps and um, at the time I was working as a nutritionist so people would come in the office and um, I felt like I just didn't display the part very well Uh, it was incredibly frustrating to me and um, I would say that that was an, a season where I felt so just not confident and it was it was really hard. I felt like, oh, I just felt awful in that season. I didn't want to see anybody. I didn't want to talk to people. I didn't want to be seen by people. Um, so, yes, I have been <laughs> insecure. <laughs> so hard question. Did you find confidence getting out of that season or did you still, were you able to find and discover confidence while you were still in it? I I honestly didn't really have a choice. I had to find confidence while I was in it. There were so many times where I would pray like, God, please heal my face, heal my body. I have no idea what's going on inside of me. I'm doing all the quote unquote right things. I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm trying to go after you. Why is this happening? What's going on? And uh, the the phrase that can continue to come to my mind that I had to say, it was like my mantra. It was, I am more than my face. I am more than just my face. And that was really encouraging because I, it was this kind of declaration of 
I am so much more than the breakouts, than what I am seeing on the outside. Because at the end of the day, what God cares about is my inside. He wants my heart. He wants to um, see sanctification in my life. And my face is not a reflection of that. For someone who doesn't know, what does sanctification mean? Sanctification is the process of the trimming and pruning that you go through in life, um, that um, the, the process is for you to continue to look more and more like the image of Christ. And sanctification is something that is expected for all believers who profess Christ. Um, it is a process of knowing that there will be trial, there will be suffering and tribulation, um, but at the end of the day, we can lean in on Christ and know that he is doing a work in us, and it's not something we should shy away from, but it's something we should embrace because it means that we will continue to bear the image of Christ day in and day out. Good. Good stuff. Um, let's talk about social media. I know that you're on it. <laughs> she just gave me a dirty look. I know that you're on it, and I think you're awesome on it. And I watch what you do on there, and I think, wow, she's just a natural. This girl, she, okay, again, uh, probably lies in my head. But I look at you, and I go, she's got it all together. And this is what I do with anyone who's killing it on the Instagram game. There's no way they struggle with comparison traps and the discouragement that comes from scrolling and seeing everybody else living their fabulous, wonderful lives, because if they did, they wouldn't be able to put this kind of product out there. That's what I think in my mind, because for me, it's been such a struggle um, to not fall into that comparison trap, to not see somebody else who is a speaker or a writer who's further along in the journey and go, oh my gosh, I wish I was more like that, and then feel that discouragement that settles in. Um, how do you fight that? Oh man. Uh so I have I'm not going to lie. I have a really like love hate relationship with social media. Um I will go for seasons of like posting every day to um not even posting at all because I have this feeling of like I I I sometimes I don't know if this is right or not, but I sometimes feel like am I like a monkey? Like am I just here to entertain? Like I don't want to entertain. Like, that's not what I want to do on social media. And sometimes I feel like that. I feel like I need to go on there and present and entertain. And so um, I am not someone who is very good at faking it <laughs> at all. And so um, I know that a lot of like different, uh, depending on the workshop or, you know, webinar that you take, a lot of the encouragement is you, you know, you fake it till you make it in social media. And I think that I, I can't speak for everybody, but I think there's to some degree, there's a lot of faking it until you make it. You know what I mean? And that's why sometimes it may not come off as real or authentic because it doesn't feel fully real because sometimes we're faking it until we can make it. And um, I have definitely been in a season where like I am, you know, maybe going through a really hard thing, but on social media, I'm like, oh, look at this, or like, I'm doing this. And it's more of a distraction for myself of reminding me like, oh yeah, you still have good things going on in your life. You know what I mean? Um, but that's not necessarily the truth. And I think that for the last uh, 
year or so, I haven't been as consistent on social media uh, because I feel like maybe what I have to bring to the table isn't as fun or bubbly or, you know, whatever as I normally may be um, because um, the last year I would say is, has been really hard for me. Um, I've gone through lots of ups and downs with my mental health and anxiety and what I have to offer isn't exactly what I feel like is always the most entertaining. And so I've kind of been off of social media, um, here and there. And, um, yeah, it's, I think it's hard. I think it's so hard. Social media is such a tough one. And I think that there's definitely a movement that is moving towards an authenticity that is real. I I, I can't tell you how many times I see like people like crying on social media. And I have like, I have, you know, different thoughts on that too. But I definitely feel like there are people who are trying to just bring the realness to the table. Um, But I definitely feel like it's hard. I, I, oh. Social media is a tough one for sure. So how do you remember, aside from just quitting social media altogether, how do you, (laughs) how do you stay confident? How do you remember where your confidence comes from? It's funny, the word is confidence, because last year, um, the word that really came to my mind was confidence for the year. That was my word. And, uh, I by no means have all the answers, but what I've learned over the last year or so is that um, confidence is this process of owning your story. And I think for a long time, my story to me had a lot of um, weakness. I was going through so many different trials and, um, you know, seasons of suffering. And I was like, oh man, like this doesn't feel like I, I don't feel like I'm 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 doing what I want to do. I don't feel like I'm in a space where I want to be. And um, the the confidence factor is certainly not what I would say. It looks like what is on social media. How do you stay grounded in who you are? I um I usually just stay off social media. <laughs> if I feel like if I feel if I feel like something is not being very edifying to my spirit, especially with like social media. I feel like, ah, forget it. I'm not, I'm just not going to go on. I'm not going to distract myself with it. I'm not going to feed into the narrative that I'm telling myself. I'm just going to focus on real life. You know, I think that we look at the highlight reels and we have, we get a kick out of looking at people's highlight reels, but we forget to actually be present in our own life because it's a bit of a distraction from maybe the things that we don't want to deal with, you know, pain, whatever the case may be. And so, um, I think that finding that confidence is kind of pushing yourself away and being present in your in your actual life. I love what you said about confidence being about owning your story. If you didn't like your story, how do you own it? How did you find confidence in your story? I was told to own my story because by somebody because I wasn't liking my story (laughs) I wasn't I was like oh I don't want this to be a story I need to tell and so how I found confidence in my story was realizing that I'm not the author of it I'm not the one writing my story my story is being written for me by someone who is worthy of the being the author of it and so um, I think when I realized 
man, like each chapter of my life thus far, God has been a part of. He's written it. His hand has been over it. And, you know, maybe I took some detours along the way, free will, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, um, God was always there. He was the one who, who is the author and perfecter of my story. And so I felt like this feeling of like, if I'm not owning my story, I feel like I'm slapping God in the face. And I'm like saying, God, your story's not good enough. Let me take the pen, let me take the paper, and let me write it. And I felt very humbled by that because I, ha- I just had this feeling of like, man, is, my, is the idea of my story so much better than what I think God has written? Um, and the answer is no. <laughs> you know, there's been, uh, in all of our lives, there's different seasons that we go through. But I think that when you think of a book, you know, a novel that you love, think of your favorite novel. Man, there, there are good times, there are hard times, there's character development. And in our stories, there is character development and what I would call sanctification. And so I think a part of that confidence in owning your story is realizing that, one, you're not the author. Two, you, there is going to be character development in every good story. And that it doesn't have to, like our chapters don't end because we have everlasting life with him. Our story is going to continue to go on and on, and it will only get better. Some stories have, you know, tragic endings. Ours doesn't. That's really cool. So good. What you were talking about reminded me of, I think it was Priscilla Shire who was talking about, um, you know, in the Bible, it talks so much about God being the gardener. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches, right? Stay abiding in him. But God, the father is the gardener who prunes. And, um, Anyway, she was talking, I think it was her who gave this talk. I might, I might be like combining two different talks. But anyway, um, who was talking about the vine, um, if the fruit is not pruned, if, it is n- if it's allowed to, um, to just go on its own and have, you know, its free will <laughs> and, and never be pruned or disciplined back into where it needs to be, that... Um, it will not, it, it will wither and die. You know, like it needs, it needs the discipline. It needs the, the pruning. And that's hard, especially if you struggle with comparison where you're looking around at the other, you know, branches. You're going, well, I like what she got better. I like what this person got better. And... Has comparison ever been something that you've struggled with? And if, if it has or if it's, I'm just wondering. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, ca- comparison I think is just. How did you stop it? How did I stop it? Well, I, I don't know if I've stopped it. <laughs> um, I'm definitely walking in it. Um, and I think honestly there's always going to be this feeling of comparison. We, um, there's always going to be somebody who does something better, who does something in a different way that seems, you know, cooler than what you do or may look differently than you. Who knows, you know, I think of like, you know, I, I love this, I, this, um, this thing that always comes up. I have really curly hair, right? And the friends that I have that have straight hair are always like, oh, Melanie, I love your curly hair, blah, blah, blah. 
blah. I wish I could have hair like that. And I look at them and I'm like, are you kidding? I love your hair that's so straight. Life must be so easy for you to just wake up and your hair is done. I have to spend hours on, you know, mousse and creams and making sure my hair doesn't come out of the, you know, um, the shower looking like a puffball with frizz. You know, there's always going to be something that we like better, right? Um, But again, it's going back to owning your story and knowing that the story that God is writing for you is so much better than your own. And your story doesn't look like somebody else's. You have a unique story. And so my unique story is gonna look different than Janelle's unique story. But the cool thing is that our stories can encourage one another. We don't have to compare one another, but we can use our stories to encourage and edify one another in a way that brings life and joy and meaning and purpose um, that doesn't have to go back to comparison and shame and jealousy, envy, you know, those type of things. So I think, again, it's just, it's switching the narrative. So much of life is just switching the narrative. I love that. And I know it wasn't on this podcast, but I think when we were doing the mini podcast for Delight and Be, uh, Be the Girl with Mel and Janelle, you remember way back in the day, a year ago, <laughs> feels like forever ago. But I think I shared a little bit of this story where, um, you know, I went to this workout class and my friend who was doing this class, she, she listens to this podcast once in a while. So, and she, I think she knows this story, but um, I love her to death. She's the most amazing person but anyway um I went to this class and I remember walking in I just had my third baby and I was feeling just pudgy uh unattractive old if I'm being honest just feeling like oh this is my life now (laughs) I love being a mom don't get me wrong but I was just tired tired and life is not going exactly how I imagined at that point in my life uh, there was still a lot of things I I still wanted to surrender that I hadn't and I walked in and I'd been praying for a long time that God would give me uh, godly friends friends that um, loved him with all their heart and I remember walking in with another friend who um, is my mom's age and she was a new friend and we decided to go to this workout class together and it was holy yoga class and it wasn't even called that because the owners didn't like the name holy yoga but they it's basically yoga to christian uh christian music and prayer and it was so like amazing but before the class started this beautiful woman walks to the front and she was all put together and gorgeous like you know a 10 and i'm thinking (laughs) oh my gosh, I don't belong here. And I, after the class, I was so moved. I was moved to tears. It was such a worshipful, um, encouraging, restful uh, class. Um, I mean, it was work, but it was like, the whole thing felt like worship to God. And I remember afterwards, I had to go tell her, thank you, thank you for doing this class. And she was just, in my mind, this person that I had put into this box of she's this perfect person who probably doesn't really have any problems. And, you know, I I mean, in my mind, I'm thinking I could never be this person's friend. And today she's one of my dearest friends who loves Jesus with all her heart. 
And I just feel like sometimes when we allow the comparison trap to stop us from loving each other, and like you said, owning the story we've been given, not going, oh, I want hers. And I'm going to like, we're all going to have thoughts like, like what you said, you still struggle with it. I still struggle with it. Um, and we can choose to shame ourselves for even thinking that, um, which I think in the past I've done a lot, or we can say, okay, that's an initial thought and I can choose to turn from it and choose confidence in who I am and who God has made her to be and and go up to her and say, wow, that class was amazing. That's what happened. Three, four, five years later now, I don't even know how many years we've been friends now. I look at her and I think, if I want someone to pray for me or somebody who's going to point me back to Jesus, she's one of those people. And I feel like so often when we judge other people by what we can see on the outside, we miss that ability. And you and I have a similar story. You know, I had in my mind, oh, Melanie Castaneda, she's amazing. I can't, I'll never be able to, you know, all, whatever it is. And it's not that you're not amazing. Now you're talking me off the ledge. <laughs> no. <laughs> she says, now you're talking me off the ledge. <laughs> no, but like, I, I do feel that way about you, but not at the expense of me going in my own self-talk. Oh, I can't stand who I am in the presence of this person. And I think that that is something that anyone who struggles with insecurity needs to wrestle with and come to terms with what you're saying is owning your story that God has given you because he gave you this story. He gave you the body you have. He gave you the life you have. Like you said, we have free will, but he is all over it. And especially as believers, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ and you follow after him, it's his story that's being written. And to look and see what someone else is doing. It's in this culture, it's pretty much impossible not to do that. But we have to keep on going back to him and saying, okay, all that you've given me is all that I will give back to you. And that's what I'm responsible for, not what she has. And sometimes God just in his mercy and his love and his sense of humor brings along people in our life who we think, oh my gosh, I could never be friends with that person for whatever reason a lot of times based on insecurity and God's like, ha, huh, let me show you. You've been praying for godly Christian friends. I'm going to bring these people into your life who are going to humble you. And it'll be like iron sharpening iron. And I'm just so blessed with those kind of friendships. So I'm blessed to have you in my life, Mel. Final question. I've asked you this before. The Finding Something Real podcast is about a journey towards restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love of those four gifts, and there's plenty more. And if you have one that just stands out to you, um, go ahead and tell me about it. But what what gift that you can find in relationship with Jesus Christ stands out to you the most in your life right now and why? Um, I think the one that stands out to me when I think of comparison is love because I think it's really easy to fall into this state of loving self, but comparison takes our eyes to other people and it shifts that thinking, right? And so uh, I think that when I think of love and I think of comparison, I have to really focus on taking my eyes um, upon what is correct and right. And that, that means loving others, loving Jesus, and loving the way that he has created me, the way that he's wired me. 
And yeah, comparison is hard. You know, we live in a culture where there, it's everywhere and we're constantly, you know, keeping our eyes on all of the different things that we see and the things that we hear. Um, but if we can focus on loving others and loving the story that has been written for other people and being willing to be a part of their story, um, by loving them and loving them well and receiving love from them, I think that a lot of times, uh, we see what happened in Janelle's case where, um, you know, a story of comparison turned into a love for one another and that love has grown and blossomed and flourished in a way that she probably never anticipated. Uh, so yeah. True story. Well, Melanie, thank you. I'm thankful that you're here. Thanks for being my friend and for putting up with all my insecure crap. I appreciate you. <laughs> It's okay. You literally, I literally call you all the time and you talk me off the ledge. So it's mutual. Well, I'm glad we're real friends. All right. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Finding Something Real podcast. If you love this series, please hit subscribe and come back next week when we talk with another guest about their story towards finding something real and having clarity through detours and distractions. Per usual, you can follow along on Instagram at Janelle underscore M underscore Wood or using the hashtag finding something real. And of course, you can also sign up for the free clarity resources that go along with this current series by heading over to my website at JanelleWood.com. Remember, friend, you are loved and have a purpose. Until next time.